Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. Ah, uh, yes. Good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And yes, we were off last weekend. I was... Getting my second one out of the house, moving them to Boston area. Well, that's always good news. Two down, one to go. <laughs> so, yeah, very good news. But, uh, you know, my wife's like, uh, no, you, ha- you can't do the show, uh, honey. We have to move our son. I was like, all right, I guess I can do that. <laughs> so we are back, though, today. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. If you have any technology-based questions, we're here to help you understand them if we can or give you some advice. Uh also, I'm trying to fire up the old Facebook stream there. It's, you know, Zuckerberg's got it spinning. Uh, I don't know why. Just sitting there spinning. But we'll get it going during the break. And uh, you, get, you can see a couple of pasty white computer geeks live here in the studio if, you would, if you'd like to. And you can even ask your questions through the Facebook page uh, as well. And we'll try to monitor that. So as usual and customary, I was, I was driving in, I think it was Monday morning, listening to Brian and company. And they had a guest on that was talking about a story about... Bloomfield, little old Bloomfield, Connecticut. Bloomfield, really? Yeah, Bloomfield has made international news. <laughs> international? How? <laughs> yeah, so basically uh, some researchers from uh, from Stanford and the London School of Economics have said that Bloomfield is the best town or, or city for remote work. Remote work? Remote work. Hmm. Now course that if you're if you're the mayor of Bloomfield that really shouldn't be something that gets you excited because remote work means what do you not have to do to do remote work in Bloomfield be in Bloomfield exactly <laughs> so it's really not something you should be be happy with or proud of because the companies that are within your town are offering jobs all over the planet to anybody who wants to work anywhere besides your town. So you get no taxes on the office space, no taxes on the on the hardware or the technology involved. Nobody driving to Bloomfield uh, restaurants for lunch. Uh, nobody buying homes in Bloomfield. You don't need to, right? So you don't have to pay the taxes in Bloomfield. You don't have to pay the car taxes in Bloomfield. You don't have to pay the income taxes in Connecticut. Uh, well, you may have to do that because you're still going to be quote-unquote, working for Connecticut. Well, that Yes, that they get, but Bloomfield doesn't Bloomfield get any of that money. Nothing. 
So I was just listening to the the interview, and it was you know Brian was talking. I'm not sure who the person was, but this is not a good thing. This is not something you're shooting for. Uh, you want to you want your town to be the best place for workers to work in, not for folks to work remotely from Fort Lauderdale into Bloomfield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not choosing Bloomfield. They don't have to. They can just do the work remotely. So I don't know how that how we're going to fix that. But I just found that whole thing uh, ironic that you know the mayor was like, oh yeah, we're top for remote work. This is not something you want to shoot for. <laughs> um, so. That's something that we'll put up there as a, a link for you. You can read it. Connecticut Insider has a story on it as well, CT Insider. And uh, let's not let's not aspire for more towns to be that way because, as it is, it's hard enough to get people to come to Connecticut and work. Right. And uh, <laughs> making it even easier to not be here is not what we were looking for. So what else you got, Dennis? Well, I've got a story here from Tom's Hardware about yeah. a little mishap that Asus had with some of their uh, – more advanced home routers. Mishaps. We don't like mishap. Yeah. What happened was these routers have a feature that's actually provided to them by Trend Micro. Okay. And it's supposed to help do some web filtering, keep right. you away from bad domains, similar to what OpenDNS does. Gotcha. But it's in the router instead of being somewhere else. Right. Now, apparently they put out an update to this. Uh, logic. They have to update it repeatedly because you know new domains come out that are no good. And right. There's different thinking that goes into figuring that out. Yep. So it constantly gets updated like an antivirus. Yep. Well, they put out an update that apparently triggered what seems to be kind of a memory leak. A memory leak. A leak. memory leak. All and right. what would happen is the router's memory while running this logic yep. would fill up. And then at some point, it would stop functioning because it can't process any more instructions. Okay. So the router effectively becomes dead. Nice. That, that does sound like a bit of a snafu. <laughs> and the real problem is how do you update the firmware that you just botched on a router that, not, that doesn't function? Well, I would say you pull the plug and reboot and hopefully the leak gets well, cleared yeah there there's a some a little bit of a controversy about how well that that can be fixed you're kidding so they brick yeah. their own routers is what you're saying are they uh, bricked that's what some people are claiming oh my gosh. It, my impression is that it probably should you you know once you restart it it yeah. should function at least long enough to get the new update and then go but um they're having some trouble with it, and they, they wouldn't even admit to it at first. Well, that sounds about right. But then they kind of finally said, yeah, we, we did something, and we're sorry. Gotcha. But they haven't even been clear as to what it was. But at any rate, it sh if you do have an Asus router that was malfunctioning. Right, or do, is. Or is. Do what we told you. Unplug it. Yeah. Then plug it back in, let it run on the internet for a while. I'd give it probably an hour. Yeah. And it should catch that update and refresh. You probably could also force the update too if you want to get uh, in there. There might be a way to get in the interface, but if it's malfunctioning, that might not be available. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. uh, technology. Speaking of routers, TP Link, um, ha they've got routers that have been implanted with malicious firmware in a state sponsored attack. Implanted? A implanted. So a Chinese state-sponsored APT group implanted malicious firmware into TP-Link routers as part of an attack campaign aimed at European foreign affairs entities. Nice. Hmm. So they basically were able to implant malicious firmware 
exclusively created for TP-Link routers among, among its many harmful components. And there's a customized back door dubbed horse shell. And so the horse shell has three main functionalities. A remote shell. This gives the threat actors full access to the infected device. Thanks. You get China right into your living room. Uh, file transfers. They can allow the threat actors to upload and download files um, to and from the infected device. And then socks tunneling, allowing the threat actors to obfuscate the uh, origin and the destination of the traffic and hide the C2 from defenders. So it's basically, again, it's a supply chain attack. Um, where the bad guys put the malicious firmware in there. It was updated. I'm sure TP-Link, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I would assume TP-Link doesn't know this is happening, but so much, I, right. I think TP-Link is a Taiwanese company. Um, well, Taiwanese. I'm, yeah, I know. Well, I'm not going to go there politically. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, they have every incentive not to want this to happen. Correct. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, there's that, yeah. Uh, but somehow, in some way, uh, they put this um, firmware on there. So, again, this is another problem, and this is a big problem, right? Uh, we've talked about this even with our own uh, government agencies, the NSA, the CIA, actually uh, taking Cisco firewalls right out of the, uh, the shipping channel right, there. Right, Loading malicious tools right on them and then sending them on their merry way. Um, so this happens not just in, in, in China. It happens here, too. Uh you never know what technology you have is is there to protect you until it's not. So, not to drive you crazy as far as you know, what is your refrigerator spying on you? But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Stranger things have happened. Yes, as you open the refrigerator, some guy in China saying, "Hey, chubby, what are you doing there? Get out of that refrigerator!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, that was my wife telling me that. Uh, so, you know, we'll put a link up here for this story. It'll it'll. Freak you out a little bit um, because you're just asking, just ask yourself what other hardware is being intercepted. And do you anything else you want to bring up there, Dennis? Oh, yeah. Microsoft is being Microsoft again. Yes. Um, of I believe we've mentioned before that they've started like prompting you to sign up for their services in little snippets that show up in the start menu when you open it. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, They've added those little snippets now into the settings app. Jeez. Now, that was the question that I had when I first saw the settings app, when mm -hmm. it came out with Windows 8. Yeah. Before, they used to have little control panel applets. And right. they're very small little things. It's a couple of settings you change. You change them and you're good, right? Right. right. Why do you use an app that takes up the entire screen to change a couple of things? To make room you for advertising? Real estate on the screen for the ads. Yes. Jeez. Uh, Microsoft. Oh, We've man. already bought your product. Can you just leave us alone? Right. Um, and the thing that gets me is, I mean, these are Microsoft advertising itself. Right. But what's going to stop them from putting in third-party ads? Nothing. No. Th those are coming, people. Yeah. Nothing like getting getting an advertisement as you're setting up your display settings on your on your monitor. Hey, by the way. You look marvelous. Do you want to buy this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll put a link up there to that story as well. We always put links up to what we talk about uh, over at computertalkwithtab.com. Uh, Dennis and Mike G post everything over to the Facebook and Twitter. So it's all there for you. So you don't have to remember. You can go right over and get the uh, links directly. We're not doing it to advertise to you. <laughs> we're just simply giving you the right links. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock live. Get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we have...
his computer talk with Tab. And this very possibly could be a Taylor Swift tune. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear Carolyn's going to the concert. So we're like, oh, Carolyn, okay, Carolyn, you can play whatever you whatever you want for Taylor Swift. Uh, so let's get to your calls. we got two lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, let's see if this still works. Let's go to Roger in Middletown first. What's happening, Roger? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? Good, good. Hey, um, the reason I'm calling is mm-hmm. I have this wonderful Samsung TV. Great picture. It's about six years old. All right. And I've noticed over the past year or so that the apps are getting very slow and they're crashing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've, update, I've updated all my apps. I've updated the software on the TV, and mm. the problem persists. Right. And another thing that's noticeable, um, I'm a, um, an internet um, from Comcast, and I can get Peacock for free. Okay. You can't even run the Peacock app. Right. So yeah. I was wondering, I don't want to get a new TV. No. Because the, the picture's awesome. Of course. Would it be feasible to go to something like, uh, I don't know, a Roku, uh, like a, some sort of dongle stick, and yeah. instead of using my smart TV, just use a Roku? Yeah, that's feasible. Yeah, matter of fact, I think that's optimal because mm-hmm. you're not anchored to whatever features the TV can support for the life of the TV, which is going to be longer than most other kinds of electronics. Right. I mean, that thing's still going to have a great picture for years. So why be stuck with whatever it can handle the day that it came out of the factory? Yeah. That If you go get a separate device like a Roku or an NVIDIA Shield or something, mm-hmm. you'll be able to be current. And then when it's time to replace that because it gets old, you just replace that. You're not replacing the whole TV. Yep. Yeah. Now, here's another question I have. Um, what got me thinking about this is I got free in the mail from Comcast what their version of a Roku. Yeah, that's great. But they're and probably going to charge you for it. They say they're not. Well, of course they're, they say that, but you know that's... I haven't, I haven't plugged it in, but, you know, one thing I've learned on anything for free isn't really free on the Internet. Right, right. The so, oldest you know, rule you know, of economics. I, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, so I always learned, you know, pay a few dollars, get the free, you know, for the backup service or mm-hmm. things, so... So would you recommend using the Comcast nope. version of, I guess, Roku or actually going out and buying one? So uh, to me, I'd want to be agnostic. And the, hmm. the ability of being agnostic is going to mean having a third-party device like a Shield. I'm a fan of the NVIDIA Shield. That will uh, – it'll still try to sell you stuff too. Don't get me wrong. It's got its own Android flavor of showing these things as a little bit of a commercial uh, as part of your menu. But it's de- designed to process video. It's designed to process this streaming technology, and it does a very, very good job of doing it. Um, so if you look at those types of devices, you're not locked into the Comcast ecosphere or the you name it ecosphere. You're kind of able to be your own consumer a little bit more, I think. Right, and you'll if you get like an NVIDIA Shield or a Roku, you'll be locked into those different spheres. Right. But those things are all, those spheres are actually set up to handle different ISPs and different televisions. And so, different apps. And different apps. So it gives you a wider, how can I put it, a wider footprint right. 
uh, for what you can get and what you can do with it. If you think about even early on, Amazon, the Fire Sticks were fighting back and forth with the other services where I'm not sure which service didn't want to go on which service, but Amazon wouldn't allow this service on its Fire Sticks or vice versa. Uh, HBO. Something like, yeah. It was HBO Go that they wouldn't, or HBO Max that they wouldn't allow. Gotcha. So you know you don't you don't even part of those 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 issues. So just go ahead and pick a pick an agnostic streaming system like I would think Roku might be and or or the Nvidia Shield might be for now. They could all change. Nvidia Shield. Nvidia. Nvidia is one of the biggest names in video processing, right? It, it's it makes all the high end CAD video cards for computers, uh, computer aided oh, design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nvidia. Yeah. Now here here's another thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm going to go out possibly buy them, and they go from price for a basic Roku right uh, from like 40 bucks yep to like 150 yep this this will be like <laughs> this will be like 200 for the shield yeah oh but but still here, here's the, the amount of times we we switch apps during an evening we probably spend 20 minutes right having to reboot everything or go into a different app and, right right so What's the real difference between a, uh, a cheap, um, a less expensive one, I don't want to use the word cheaper, and a more expensive one? The exact same experience you're having on your TV. Right. Uh, the more expensive ones will have better Wi-Fi hardware, that'll, they'll have a wider range of video capability. Better processing. Better processing, faster processing. It'll actually process your audio better. So all those things, but we're up, we're up against the clock, Roger. I hope that helped you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. All right, we are back. A little more Taylor, I guess. A lot of, a lot of uh, synthesizer with this lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little dubstep sounds like you know, built in. I haven't heard her say. I haven't heard a single lyric. <laughs> Come on, there, Carolyn. Give us something to hear. Her we want to. We want to hear about her latest breakup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're here to help you guys out. Feel free to get online. 860-522-WTIC is the number. And uh, we'll help you with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. The stream is working again. I don't know why Zuckerberg was having a problem, but it was just spinning, so I had to fire it back up again. So that is very available to you as well. And uh, so, and, and of course, we're going to finish up with Roger because we're running out of time. And, of course, the caller doesn't know we're running out of time. Um, so to Roger's biggest question, right, so should I spend 40 bucks on a streaming device or maybe spend more? Well, the issue you're having with your TV is that it really was designed as a TV, not a, not a streaming device, right? So if you don't spend enough on the processing, you're going to have the same result just with a little tiny stick, right? So that's why I recommend something more robust like a Shield. It's going to process that audio much better. Um, you know, it's going to process 4K video much better. It's got to go through that little that, that system in order to get to be displayed on your compu- on your monitor screen there, your TV screen. So. Spend a little more, you'll have a better result. Right, and uh, I, my my streaming players are in the Roku world, right. and I stopped fooling around. I just, if I need to replace one at this point, I'm getting an Ultra, right. which is their top model, and, and it does everything. It does it better, and you're process, you know, you're processing all that nice audio that you're, you know, if, if you've got a, re, a good receiver system and sound system in your home to watch your movies at home because nobody's going to the movies anymore. I got a Bose soundbar on that sucker, and then that thing's in a process that. Oh yeah, the, the you Dolby get stuff. the sound that you're paying for. Nice. So. All right, so let's get to your calls. Let's go to uh, Gary uh, in Cheshire next. What's happening, Gary? Morning, gentlemen. Thanks for being on. Our hey, pleasure. Just- yeah, I've listened to you for a while, and uh, I just updated my laptop. Okay. 
in the process of setting it up, and I get to this window, and it says it asks for my Microsoft account, which mm. I do not have. All right. So mm. the question I have is: there a way of uh, setting it up uh, without establishing a Microsoft account, or will I be stuck with them? Uh, the answer to that question depends on if you have a Windows 10 or Windows 11, whichever Pro license, or if you have Windows 10 or 11 Home on that computer. Windows 11. Yeah. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess it's home. I, I would uh, I would say if you're, if you got Windows 10, 10 or 11 Pro, you would probably know it because you would have had to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And it would have been probably an an upcharge on that, so you would be aware of it. If you okay, have Windows, know. if you have Windows 11 Home, you cannot get around creating a Microsoft Online account. You can't get around it. Uh, you can't. Okay. Uh, believe me, mm, yeah. we've tried. Yes. Uh, a whole bunch of us here at Tab yes. <laughs> have, have been trying to get around that for a long time. Can't do it. Uh, they removed all of the workarounds that would have functioned. The only way to do it is with Pro, and even then, it requires a really delicate dance, and that includes not connecting the computer to the Internet while you're setting it up. Mm. If you've been connected to the Internet, you're dead in the water, too. You need that Microsoft Online account also. They sniffed you out. They're like, Microsoft's yeah. like, aha, I see you. I see you trying to set up my, my software. Please log in. Let me know who you are. Let me know who your firstborn is. Let me know where you live. Let me know what your age is. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Will I still have the ability to have a local account, which is kind of a little animated? And as a matter of fact, that's what we do if we have to deal with a a Windows uh, home system that we're setting up for somebody. Mm -hmm. We'll go through the process, use the online account just to get Windows started. Then we create a new local admin user, yep. and unfortunately, you have to do that now with the command prompt. 
Jeez. Because oh. if you go into the users panel on a home system, it will make you log in with a with an online account. What you have to do is create a local user account with the command prompt, and then you will be able to log in with that. And once you've done that, you can delete the uh, Microsoft Online account from the computer, and then you're home free. Ooh. Do we have an article we can? I'm going to try to see if I can find an article that explains that whole scenario. Yeah. It's but I've done it, I don't know, at least half a dozen times in the last year. Okay. Do you have a minute i tell you in a quick Uma story? Sure. Okay. I've been listening to you guys, like, forever. Yep. And uh, I signed up for Uma a long time ago when, when you are first talking about it. And, yeah. And in fact, I'm still using the old Hub account. All right. A couple of months ago, my, the phone went crazy. It was staticky. Hope I, I won't go out of detail. Mm -hmm. So I went to the online help. They couldn't help me. And then one Saturday morning, I get a strange phone call from San Diego, which I normally would not answer because I figured it's going to be a hack. Mm. Or not, it was a, gen a gentleman from UMA had seen the problems I was having. They had reached out to him. He called me on a Saturday morning, and we walked through and found out what the problem was. And it actually turned out the problem was that they had posted an upgrade, so I wasn't the only one with the problem. Gotcha. So just think, I, Uma, the original account, the old hub, so obviously I'm not that profitable for them. And they still gave what I thought was very good customer service. Nice. And since you guys turned me on to them, I thought I would share that with you while I have you. Good to know. That's good, Gary. Okay. Thank you for thank the uh, you for, update. Yeah, thank you very much, and I look mm. forward to the help with the uh, home account. You got it. We'll do well, our best. We did find an article that tells you how to create the uh, account with the command prompt. All right. It's already up there, Gary. Right. Thank you very much, and keep up the good work. We will we'll try. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. All right. Bye-bye. So Gary's got something to do this morning. Now let's go to who's been on the longest here. Let's go to Bob and Summers next. Hey, Bob, what's cooking out there? Hey, good, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, I've got an HT, HP laptop. Uh, it's running Windows 10. It's about two years old, and things couldn't be better. Everything's just running great. We never get calls like that in the <laughs> IT world. We, I mean, literally, uh, it, that call does not ever come into our help desk. Well, ever. Uh, ever. Why, you know, knock on wood here. I, I, maybe I shouldn't be calling you or, or doing this, but like once a month, Microsoft will send me something and says, hey, let's upgrade you to Windows 11. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, yeah, it doesn't going to cost anything. I think I'll, I think I'll do that. But then I said, wait a second, everything's running just terrific now. Do I really want to do that or not? That's a great question. It is a great question, and I'm going to ask you a couple things to try to f figure that out. Number, uh, how, well, how old did you say the computer is? Uh, a year and a half, two years. All right, it'll it will handle Windows 11 physically. Um, the question that I have now is, do you have any? Uh, either peripherals or software that is old. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, 10 years old or older. Uh, no, nothing that, that age. I've got right. a, a printer that's maybe a year and a half, two years old. Okay. All right, that should, that should have the proper drivers and everything available. Um, I would say you probably can do it safely. Um, you do have 10 days to decide whether to keep it at Windows 11 or roll back to 10. And you only have 10 days. Mm -hmm. If you go past that, 
You're stuck at 11. You're, you're stuck at 11 forever. But but if everything is good today, running just fine, right. why would I want to go to 11? What's, is there any benefit there? Windows 10 reaches end of life in 2025. Right. Huh. That would be the only consideration that should push you to go up to 11. Right. And, and what you may want to do is just wait mm-hmm. until maybe middle of next year right. and then do the upgrade. Because we, you were going to tell you, you're going to have problems, right? We'd be crazy to tell you the upgrade's going to go smoothly. It, it should go smoothly, but it may not go smoothly. And you have a perfectly good day here that you don't want to ruin, right? Exactly. You, you literally called us saying your computer was working beautifully. And like oh, I said, we, we never get calls to our help desk like that. There's, I mean, nobody sits back and says, I'm going to let Tab know how great <laughs> everything's running perfectly. Um, so you, you've done that, which is such a nice thing to hear. We'd be crazy to tell you to upgrade it. Um, I would rather you go and try to fix something in your home and break that than your computer. I mean, that's what I would end up doing. Yeah, I've got the rest of things to work on. You know? Exactly. Something else. Yeah, so you're doing fine. You don't have to do anything until 2025. Uh, the ch- there are, is a chance that when it does the upgrade, something goes kaflooey, and now you're like, oh, man, i got to reload the whole operating system. I lost all my data. You don't want to have a day like that. Yeah, no. exactly. I've been there. Yeah. Are you backing up your computer? Yep. Good. So. Thanks. You know, do something. You know, there's something else you can do. Go paint the house. Well, it's going to rain. Um, do something <laughs> okay. else. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. You got it, Bob. Bye. All right. Thank you. So, yes, uh, if it's all going well, if it ain't broke, yeah, don't, don't fix it. And the like I said, the only consideration is the end of life for Windows 10. Exactly. And then and, they're going to force you, right, at some point. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. So Richard, Brian, Mark, Dan, hang on. One line open for you, 860-522-9842 is the number. And, of course, we are on the old Facebook page. We posted everything over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you follow us on Facebook, you follow WTIC or you follow us on the tab side, the program is being broadcast there, too, as well. We'll be right back. And we are back. Feel free to get online if you'd like. 860-522-9842 is the number. We're here till 11. And we'll try to get to all your call, all your calls. We are you're nice enough to join us, and so we do appreciate it. So let's go to who's been on the longest here. We're going to go to Brian in Suffield next. And Brian, you're on three here. Hey, Brian. Hi. How are you this morning? Good, sir. How are um, you? I was listening, and I'm making a follow-up call to the gentleman that was having problems with his apps uh, bouncing him out of his TV. Yes, sir. I have a Roku TV that's a couple of years old now, and I'm experiencing the same problem. Yeah. So I've gone into the setup, and I've done the diagnostics that it says it needs to do, and it says it's running the current, I don't know, firmware, software, or whatever they say is current for my TV. I've deleted the apps. I've reintroduced them, logged back in with username and password, and I can get maybe three or four minutes into, say, a Netflix movie, and it punches right out. Yep. So, yeah, you're experiencing it's the same thing, really. It's just these TVs, they, they try to chuck all that stuff in there because they're interested in what you're watching, right? I think we've had a story a while back with Vizio. Vizio makes more money selling the information about what you're watching than they do on the TV itself. Um, okay. That's, that's a bigger profit center for them. So these TVs all try to throw this technology inside them, and clearly it was the B team that was on that job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, okay. so, so we would tell you to get an external device like a Shield or, or even a Roku Ultima, you said it was called? Well, Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. And uh, something that's really got some Roku. beef. Even though it's a Roku TV? Well, well the thing is, you're, you're, the TV itself well, has the technology built into it, right? But it's just clearly okay. not there. Not enough beef is there. There's nothing we can do to fix that, right? 
uh, nothing we can help you with, nothing we can upgrade, nothing we can modify if it keeps choking on whatever you've got going there. So if you go to an external device, the TV can just be a TV, right? You're just going to select a different input, and then the, the device can be a device, and uh, then you'll have hopefully a better result. Okay, so you go out and you get this external Roku device. Where does it plug into your TV, or what port does it use? It'll it'll use an HDMI cable. Okay, is there a specific cable that is robust enough to handle the data, or any old cable? Any well, well, okay. Normally, I would say any cable. Right. But it does turn out that the quality of the cable does matter. Yes. Um. So what I would do is I would buy from a good vendor, right. um, you know, maybe go on Amazon. Uh, I I have some Amazon Essentials HDMI cables that I've used at my house, yeah. and they're fine. Right. So maybe buy one of those. I've also bought HDMI cables from a company called Monoprice, mm-hmm. um, and those are fine. Uh, so... Your experience may be good with those. I wouldn't go on eBay. No, no. Uh, I wouldn't buy there, and I wouldn't buy probably from an Amazon Marketplace seller. Uh, okay. But Amazon's own product is probably going to be fine. Yeah. Okay, so I go to Best Buy or something to buy this Roku device. Does it come with a cable in the box? It might, yes. Or- it might. Some of them have them. Ro- yeah, it'd be robust be enough. Robust enough? Yeah, it'd be robust enough. Yeah, they, they would have tested it at the factory. And if, okay. it, and if it doesn't, Best Buy would have a cable for you as well. Okay, and so I want to look for a, to supplement my Roku TV, a Roku Ultima. Is that it? Ultra. 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 That's the highest-end product they make, but they make a, a couple others that are like medium tier, and those might be good enough for you. The only reason I went with an Ultra is just because I didn't want to have to fool around with stuff anymore. And I did have the good sound bar, mm-hmm. and I am benefiting from uh, the better sound from that. Because it'll process it. So, I go, yeah. so you go and you buy the Ultra, you bring it home, you plug it in, you do the HDMI cable. Does the TV recognize it, or is there yeah, other setup? Absolutely. Yeah, TV doesn't even care. You were you were showing the TV the the video through the HDMI interface. The TV no longer is participating in having to process anything. Um, okay, so when it goes to the home screen, you just pick whatever HDMI port that you plugged it into. Well, on the, as- well, on the on the TV remote, there's going to be usually it's called a source button. Right. You yes. just have to pick that HDMI port as the source okay. for the signal. And once that right. happens, then the Roku takes over, and you and you work with the Roku remote. And many TVs are okay. smart enough to just sense it. They're going right. to be like, "Oh, there's a device." Yeah, here. a lot of them will auto switch. Yeah, right. So is that only for the uh, apps, or will it recognize you know my the local channels or whatever the uh, inter- uh, streaming TV channels are? Will it recognize that? Well, what are you using to stream your 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 local channels? I don't know. I just have it from Cox the box, and I I don't have it. I don't have a cable or anything connected from Cox. I'm just using the, the Wi-Fi to search the channels. So you're using a Cox app? Uh, no, it's a, it's a Roku TV. It's just picking up the wireless signal, and I have no uh, Cox features associated with it. You have no Cox features associated with it, but you're getting local channels. Well, no, no, I guess not local channels, whatever the Internet provides me. Well, the Internet provides you nothing. <laughs> well, unless you, you pay for everything it. you get, I, yeah, I go. I go on the TV and it says, uh, you know, 
TV or whatever the little thing is that's not associated with the app. I click on that, and there's a channel selector, and I just pick he, one of the channels. Okay, that is the source selection that I mentioned. And yeah. what it's doing okay. is it's selecting as the source the television tuner inside the, inside the TV. So it okay. sounds like it's picking up over-the-air signals. That's called over-the-air. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, so that'll okay, be a different source. That'll be a different source on that TV remote. Right. So okay, you're going to be you're going to be swapping between two different things. Gotcha. The TV the and then now. the HDMI. Yeah. Or you go ahead and purchase uh Sling TV or other TV services that are you know YouTube TV that offers you live channels and you can just right. stay on the one device. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay as minimal as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I asked though. It looks like I'm headed to Best Buy. All right, Brian. Just like, just like the previous caller. Yeah, well, that'll work. I mean, I, it even though it's the old best. Okay, I got you. Thanks for your help. You're welcome, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, I mean, these TVs try to chuck it all in, and eventually they they become more obsolete than than the actual technology. I mean, if you're trying to throw 4K videos down, all the great Dolby audio. These TVs that have it built in may not be able to process it well. Right. They're choking on it. The apps are giving them trouble. You know. Right, and you also have the same problem that causes us to recommend people to get a separate modem and an access point. Right. That way, each thing is doing its own thing, Right. and you can swap one or the other as you need to over time. Exactly. All right, who's been on the longest? We're going to go to Mark in Bristol next. Hey, Mark, what's happening? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good, sir. Uh, quick, just a quick question. I have a... Uh acquaintance that has an HP laptop. Uh, it has an i5 and DDR3 memory, so it's old, but not the oldest machine in the world. <clears throat> he had it upgraded to Windows 10. It came with 7, but he only has 6 gigabytes of memory, so it runs very slow. Uh, I'm going to close, I've ordered a hard drive. I'm going to clone it, put in an SSD, and put in 16 gigabytes of RAM. All right. But it's got, it's got an issue right now where when you turn it on, it, it's like an old-fashioned TV where the picture tube is weak and it has to stretch itself out as it's warming up. It nice. literally takes 20 seconds to recognize a mouse click when you turn it on. And then, of course, you get all everything buffered and you think the thing is locked up. But after about, believe it or not, a half an hour or an hour, I thought he was making up a story. The, the machine works pretty well. so. I'm hoping that it has something to do with the memory or the spinny drive, yeah. and I'm hoping that my purchases aren't going to be in vain, because you should have a pretty decent machine when it's all done. I would say you're correct about that. Mm -hmm. uh, the limited okay. memory causes Windows to struggle to do all of its startup housekeeping. Right. And the fact that it's a spinning drive it actually, it's buffering slows to that, that down. Too. It'll yeah. be buffering to the spinning drive right. as well. So once you get an SSD in there and then more RAM, it should free that up very quickly. Okay. I was just concerned that he would put out the money for these two items, mm -hmm. and then it would run the same, and then I would then have to buy his computer from him or something like that. Wow. No, uh, that's kind of a rough uh, relationship you got there. But, uh... Well, well it's, it's something that I'd want to do because I, I work for volunteers. You know, I help people, I volunteer and help people out oh, okay. at the local – local senior center and I can't see somebody eating my mistake. Gotcha. Well, well there nice is there is one additional suggestion I'll make. Yeah. Um and this this is free. 
okay? Yeah. Go to the website and see if, uh, of the manufacturer, see if there's a BIOS update. Hmm. Because a lot of that startup stuff is going to depend on how that firmware loads. And if they've put out a newer firmware, it may work better with Windows 10 than the original firmware did with Windows 7. Yeah. But that machine's pretty old too, Mark, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2012. So there, there still might be an updated firmware out there to get. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I would say maybe 20% chance. And at a ten, so you're more than ten years old. So there is a little bit of a rule that we would have here, telling you not yep. to, not to upgrade it. Anything right. beyond six generally isn't worth it. So you might be owning this computer, but <laughs> yeah. well, I've got quite a few as it is. Not that I got them that way, but they the money. Lots I'm of mistakes, to, huh? Well, yeah, I guess you could throw lots of learning. Sure. But the, the thing is, he's an older gentleman, and yep. he's used this computer most of his adult life in his business, and it means that sentimental value to him. All right. And I wanted to keep it running for him. Okay. Um, you know, so... You're on the right track. You're on the right yeah. track. See if it'll work, but, yeah, you're on the right... And it's not going to be too expensive to try. No, it's, uh, it's 50 bucks for the hard drive and 30 for the memory, so there not a go. big deal. Nope, not a big yeah. deal at all. Well, good luck with it. Let us know how it goes. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. You too, Mark. All right, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Ryan, Richard, and Dan, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.